0: Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday where
1: we brew up a new topic. Hello and welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron. I am Jamie. And I'm Charlotte. And we bring you new spiritual and witchy episodes every Wednesday. Today we're on episode 38 where we're going to be discussing how social media fits into our lives, you know, being spiritual and being of the witchy kind, some of the difficulties that you might face and some trends that wreak havoc on our inboxes and our nerves. <laughs> yes.
0: Dear grand rising. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. I think it, I, I think it's just grand, grand rising. rising. I, I don't yes. know. Yeah. i I've not gotten one in a little <laughs> bit, but whew, for a minute there, I've, I've gotten a message from spirit about you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been, I've been getting those. Um, yes. Or I was drawn to yes. you. Were you, were yes. you? Or I
1: had a dream. I think I had someone tell me they had a dream about me once. That was fun.
0: <laughs> I. I had one, like, I saw your picture and I was drawn to your energy. I was like, what, was it the exhaustion? What was that? What drew you in? Like, what, what, what did it for you?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And guys, we just want to um, apologize for any differences in the sound on this episode because Mercury is still having fun up there. And, um, -hmm. half of our equipment didn't want to work correctly. So we are kind of winging it today. And so things might sound a little bit differently, but don't worry next week. Everything should be back to normal. We hope fingers crossed.
0: Yes, yes. And uh, the next time we will be recording, we will be out of Mercury retrograde. So hopefully I'll have power. Jamie will have an operable mic and we'll really get this. We'll get our shit together. I promise. (laughs) I promise. It's,
1: you know, it's just so crazy when you're, you get so used to using things and they're so reliable, you know, and then you sit down and you go to expect everything to work like it always does. And then it doesn't. And you're like, now I don't know what to do.
0: yes this is always so artless and now it's not (laughs) yeah like how 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 do i even fix that how do i troubleshoot that yeah Yeah. it's
1: it's been fun it has it's always an adventure that is for sure
0: Yeah, I think for this episode we really just wanted to to take some time and talk about spirituality and social media and like every way that that connects like for our personal lives, um scammers for sure. Uh also mm, I would say even like some of the let's see, how did I want to phrase that? I don't want to be like a complete dick, but the <laughs> at the risk of sounding like a complete dick at the risk of sounding like a dick uh some of the top tier like witch talkers and stuff like that um you know claiming that you know there's only one way i wanted to get into that too and i'm not saying that they're all bad i have i have a deep affinity for witch talk i love getting on there and scrolling but but there's some information that gets passed around there that isn't exactly legitimate. So I wanted to dive into that a little bit too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely have a lot to say about that. <laughs> and yes. I do also yeah. sort of miss Witch Talk, you know, as you guys know, if you've been listening to us for a while, I am still banned from TikTok. Um, <laughs> so until I purchase a I new know. phone or something, I think it's an IP address related issue. Um, yeah, I cannot enjoy TikTok. At all, um, <laughs> so I will speak to what I remember <laughs> about it, and the, and there was a lot. I still consumed a lot um, before I was no longer granted access <laughs> to the TikTok world. Yeah. So, the TikTok gods said no. They Mm-mm. did. They do not
0: like free thinkers over there at all. No, no. You know, I have not pissed off the TikTok gods, but the Instagram gods of in me. we're not we're not we're not on the same page (laughs) see
1: I guess it's the opposite for me because I've never been even well I have been like slapped on the hand a couple times when I was doing direct marketing back in the day yeah trying to do too much in one day but um yeah this is the TikTok is the first social media platform that's ever actually banned me but I mean I was full force I was no holds barred because I felt that's What the app was about. (laughs) You speak your mind. Clearly
0: Clearly not. not. Clearly not. As as long as it fits into this little box, and others otherwise. mm -mm, Sorry, (laughs) Janie's never fit into anyone's
1: box, which is why she's an entrepreneur. So, (laughs) yes, that is true. That is true. (laughs) So, let's get right into this. Yeah. So what is our view of social media when it comes to how we live our lives and and how we do business? And so we're going to actually be kind of looking at two distinct um, views here. And that is sort of just being, you know, a self-aware, spiritual, witchy person participating in social media. And then also... Being maybe somewhat of a spiritual influencer or running a spiritual business online or a witchy business, whether it be a store or you're a mentor or a coach or whatever that may be, just maybe even a content creator. We're going to kind of speak to both of those since we kind of have experience with both of those. And I think it's kind of important to differentiate
0: as well. Yes. And for the record, I prefer content creator over influencer. Me, me, <laughs> me too.
1: Um That yes. word still gets thrown around a lot. And I think it's definitely old, but it still makes my point, And sometimes it's the easiest way to get there. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. So what is your relationship
0: with social media? Well, my personal relationship with social media, as in my personal accounts, they're mostly dead or deactivated. I, I have always had this sort of love hate with social media, probably gearing towards the hate side. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for me, And my personal use, like I have an addictive personality. I can get caught up and obsessed with things really quickly. So in order to sort of stay in my realm and stay in my creative space, I have to limit my access to it. I don't think social media is bad. I just know that my use of it is. So (laughs) that is a completely personal take. Yeah. Now on the flip side of that then i have my business page where i am a content creator and i really enjoy that and largely because the emphasis isn't on me you know it i'm teaching what i know but it's not my page i mean it is but it's it's not like oh well here's it's Charlotte. Not a, it's not know? a charlotte diary
1: yes yes
0: and that's that's more in line with you know what I'm comfortable with I'm a a heavily private person anyway so I don't like I don't like everybody knowing everything I have uh, a small circle and I update them personally like I'll shoot a text or and I still use Facebook Messenger so that text is probably sent through there but (laughs) do I have an active page no I don't (laughs) what about you So I would say my relationship with social media
1: has definitely changed this year, which I honestly did not expect. Um, But I'm not surprised at the same time. I have always been a big fan of using social media as soon as it came out. And now I've never been an early adopter. Of anything new like this. So, I mean, Facebook had been around quite a while before I ever created a profile. It wasn't until after my daughter was born that I did, really just to connect with people and post pictures of her. (laughs) Yeah, same. Um, Both Facebook and Instagram, actually. I actually still have access to my very first Instagram account. Um, Yeah, if you're a millennial, you probably are like us and you probably have had many. Um, I think I actually am logged into like eight different Instagram accounts right now. And two of them are really old and adorable back when, you know, everything was just photos and filters, like heavy filters and stuff. Uh, yes. and throughout the years it's, it's changed, you know, it did turn into a real way to meet people, you know, when Facebook groups came about, that was huge for meeting people. And so I met people all over the world, um, that I'm still, some of them I'm still friends with today. So I'm very grateful for that. But (laughs) uh, let me, before I go on to the next thing, I want to say that Instagram has never been a platform until recently that I felt super comfortable with. I never felt like I really knew what to do on that platform. So I mostly just stuck with Facebook. And it was when I started doing direct sales, direct marketing, um, several years back now, That it took on a whole new form (laughs) for me. It went from being something I just kind of used to post funny things and talk to people I knew to, you know, really being that uh, that ugly, ugly word influencer thing. You know, I'm sure all of you know about direct sales and how annoying those people can be. And yes, I was one of them for several years, (laughs) and I I actually did really well um, for for a while. But you, you know, you mentioned addiction earlier and it really did become an addiction because, you know, you and I are both very career oriented. And when we, when we work on something like we, we get it done, you know, so I was spending hours and hours and hours every day, you know, on social media, talking to people, trying to sell things. And I almost kind of developed this like obsessive compulsive thing with it you know every ding I was like oh is that somebody who wants to buy something you know every message every notification I have felt like I had to check it immediately and they don't really warn you about that like we're I'm not going to go in this is not an episode about you know uh, network marketing but They don't really tell you those things. They don't warn you about how crazy it can get. So I spend way too much time on social media. And now several years later, I have dwindled and dwindled that participation down to where I actually really am not participating in Facebook at all anymore, other than maybe to post stories just for friends and family of like what we're doing. So it's been a ride. It's been a roller coaster ride for sure. And more than ever, am I seeing the pitfalls? Of social media and how much it's really just been created to, uh, at the risk of sounding like a conspiracy theorist to control people, to control the narrative. You know, they control the ads you see, you know, the feed that you see, you only see certain people right on your feed. You don't really see everyone. And so you have to wonder what that's doing in terms of your real true connection to yourself and to the world. So, um, on that note, I have began to withdraw a little bit other than our Instagram presence for the podcast and, and my spiritual mentoring. Um, honestly, I've, I I feel like Charlotte's rubbed off on me. I'm a lot more private now than I ever was before. Um, I've, I've really grown to appreciate that privacy. And so, yeah, just kind of exercising that a little bit
0: more uh they definitely control the narrative that is for sure i've seen it used in smear campaigns i've seen it used with the algorithms Um, if i'm not completely pacifying instagram's algorithm by posting at x amount of times they'll reduce my reach and it's it is it's that and it's data mining but there is you know that flip side where you can connect with others and i've met so many people through my actually my business page you know that i adore and i've never met them in person some of the podcast listeners, like I love them already. And I've met I've met other people like right in the beginning stages of starting my page and I have just stayed in touch with them and now I consider them some of my closest friends. Yeah. So there is a definite positive side to that negative. But like everything, everything has, you know, light and dark. There's a balance there. The other side of that is sometimes I have to take breaks from social media. Sometimes these are very long breaks, sometimes they're short breaks, and just recenter myself. Because you can also get into where you're scrolling and you're comparing yourself to somebody Mm -hmm. else. And that can send me into a sort of negative headspace. And whenever I realize that, I'm like, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, I gotta take a break and whatever length of time that is it doesn't matter it's just very needed and like i'll know i'll be like mm. when i log in do i feel good or do i feel bad yes. and you know just sort of weighing that and you know checking in with yourself you know if it's not a problem if you feel good every time you log in by all means keep at it but if you, there's ever a moment where you're like comparing yourself to others or you just feel bad sort of seeing these things sign off, log off for a bit, remove the app for a couple days, you know, whatever it takes to take that extra step, because even a few days later, like I'll scroll back to the app. That's how heavy the addiction is. Like my finger will go to where it was on my phone. It's It's literally like a muscular
1: imprint, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And something, something that you mentioned, I just wanted to, um, reflect on a bit more is the, you mentioned like do I feel good or do I feel bad when I'm using this app? And I would say that that was the deciding factor for me is I was spending a lot of time just scrolling on Facebook and just reading these pointless posts from people that I don't know. A lot of it was just like so shallow and so superficial. And I'm just like, I don't need to know this about you. You know, um, (laughs) it just became very, Icky. Yeah. Icky. Whereas when I would get on Instagram, because I had curated my feed so much that I was only seeing things that were really uplifting, which, you know, you can also do, you can do on any platform. Okay. But for me particularly, (laughs) I still have a crap ton of people on my Facebook for different reasons. Um, you know, I do real estate. So I, and I friend of a lot of people locally that I may not really know, Um, so when I post about real estate and local things, they can see that, right? So the energy is just different there for me. And it's not going to be that way for everyone. Um, but going back again as well to, uh, you said comparing yourself, you know, I, I want to touch on that because you, we can use these two distinctions that we mentioned in the beginning of the episode here, right? There's the comparing yourself as just, you know, as a person, to someone, you know, and, and affecting your confidence and that sort of thing. But then there's also like the imposter syndrome when you're trying to run a business online and spending too much time looking at what other people are doing and not coming up with enough original ideas for yourself or just letting that affect you and get to you in in a way. I, I have definitely experienced both of these. And so the first one I want to talk about is, is the comparing yourself to other people just as a woman, you know, or, or as, you know, as a mother or anything, there's so many different things, whatever you categorize yourself as it is so easy to do that and to get down on yourself. And so it's like, if you literally have to remove that influence from your life, I highly recommend it because don't ever let yourself get to that point for too long. It's very dangerous. It's a slippery slope. And usually what you see online is not real life anyways. You know, it is definitely not. I try to be pretty transparent with my post in general because that's just a standard I like to live by. But you're still seeing
0: mostly the highlight reel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, am I going to post about that argument I got in with my husband? Or am I going to post this this picture of us together on the beach? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to post it's not going to be the argument you're not going to hear about that and you know that that's privacy too but it's it's really yeah it's just a highlight reel i do like what you said about curating your feed because you can get it to where you know you're seeing what you like to see so if there's you know anything that's triggering that for you maybe a deactivation or a step you know stepping away isn't the the only way you can go about this. You can unfollow those people. You can unfriend those people. You know, you don't have to continue to immerse yourself in this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so to dig deeper into that, you know, when I started a couple of different ventures, I've had a couple of different Instagram accounts for different things that I've done. Um, even some just for fun, like my gardening one, but, uh, It's like a whole nother level when you're trying to be a professional on social media. Um, It's almost like you have to literally put blinders on, especially as a spiritual person. So maybe, maybe if you're not this really, you know, you just constantly one up each other if you're not, you know, but like when you're a spiritual person um, and, and you know how to work with magic, you know, you want to exude that unique energy of yourself. That is your gift to the world is who you are at the core, not someone you just scrolled past, you know, or that person that has 50,000 followers and you're like, I got to do what they're doing. And so it's like a whole other beast that you have to wrestle with. And, um, I would say like, I did this even before, like, social media, like I was helping um, this lady manage a small store. And she kept wanting me to check on what all the other stores were doing. And I told her I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have our own unique ideas. I didn't want to feel like we had to keep up with what they were doing. And so I have applied that theory <laughs> to to social media now. Um, because, you know, it's it's addicting. It is even that itself is just addicting is like seeing all these people offering like free tips and things you know like we've been passing back and forth like things for Instagram lately like YouTube videos that we've been watching right on how to improve and improve more people yeah even that can get addicting right It's like oh this person said to do this and this person said to do that but really at the core, if you are really in touch with yourself, you're gonna know what feels right for you um, and that makes it so much easier <laughs> honestly.
0: I am more than willing to take tips on what to do for the algorithm, but I try to limit my exposure. I want my ideas to be my own. So like when I was writing the book, I couldn't read any new witchy book and it was killing me because I didn't want to inadvertently copy somebody else's work, you know, or have it, you know, implanted in my mind. And I sort of tried to take that approach to, you know, when I'm creating content, you know, and it's, it'll be inspired by my daily life. On occasion, it'll be inspired by what I'm seeing, you know, what I'm shown. And I try to be really transparent with that. Um, there was the money bowl. Now I have done those. I have videos of myself doing them in the past, but when it came into, you know, sort of popular topic, I wanted to be transparent that, you know, I was creating this graphic because I saw this uptick and I was just like, I really want to create a a, a piece of art, you know, and I call it that, but I'm making it on Canva, but I wanted to curate something for, for my feed and explain about it. But that doesn't take away from sometimes like I'll see these people and their aesthetic is just so much better than mine, their ability to record what they're capturing. And I'm like, damn, wish I could do that, but I can't. So I do my best to stay in my lane, really. (laughs) Well, and
1: what I have found that I like to do in that kind of situation is just really just express so much gratitude for what they're doing you know and and ask the universe to to give me such inspired ideas you know because i think whenever we not always but sometimes when we feel that way it's perhaps um stemming from a feeling of lack on our part like we're not doing enough like ours what we're doing is not good enough and so it's an opportunity i think to circle back to okay well let me let me ask for support here and let me ask for guidance and listen to my intuition and because the thing is if you're if you're trying to create something like someone else has done, you're never going to think it's good enough. It's never going to be good enough what you create. Whereas if you just listen to your own guidance, your own intuition, you're going to be so pleased with the result because you're going to know that it was divinely inspired. Right.
0: I have I have this thing where my ideas come to me when I am like almost asleep, mm-hmm. like, you know, near that delirious. And that's when I get my downloads, which is unfortunate for me because then I got to pull out a notepad because I'm not gonna remember that shit in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> But th- there's inspiration to be found or sometimes it's just, you know, my current life, like, oh, I'm moving to a new place. This would be a good time to show what I do when I do move into a new place. Some of the rituals that I like to perform or Uh, some, how I like to place things. It just, whatever the case may be for this, it's, I get inspiration from, you know, what's happening in my life.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I try, I try to stay as true to myself as possible. And it can be very difficult, you know,
1: in, in that realm. It is, I'd say it's very difficult. And, and to take like kind of a big picture perspective, you know, before the internet was a thing before social media was a thing. It was probably so much easier to stay grounded and to stay true to yourself because you didn't have this constant influx of outside influence, you know, um, all around you all the time. So much noise, right. That now to navigate through that noise and that static, it takes a lot more energy. I think it takes a lot more dedication, um, and so it's it's definitely not easy, you know. We're saying all these things, but we understand that it's not easy, um, and it's not some. It's relatively new, you know, just within the last ten to twenty years, really.
0: Just just ten to twenty years.
1: <laughs> I mean, our parents didn't have to deal with this, you know. Like no, this, I mean, look at we have teenage daughters. Look at all of the mess they get themselves into, and and the the mental health issues that stem from the cyberbullying and the constantly trying to be like someone else, you know, so we've, we've seen it firsthand how it can affect and, and, and like you said, it does have its beautiful aspects. And I believe that most of these social media platforms, if not all of them were created with really solid intentions, right? They were created to connect people and to bring people together. And so I try to remember that, too it's only what what people have done to it that have made it kind of the monster
0: that it can be. That is very true. This reminded me of a, a conversation I was having the other day. It's not particularly relevant, but I'm just gonna share it anyways um my friend's daughter did her makeup and she sent me a picture and she's like I don't I don't even know how she did it. I was like yeah because when we were twelve and thirteen we were struggling <laughs> I blame YouTube because these girls can get on their phone, their little pocket computer, and look up a tutorial on YouTube. We nope. didn't have that. Mm-mm. We had a picture in a magazine and we had to figure out how the fuck to make it work. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, we definitely did. I mean, uh, to look at our girls at this, you know, 13, 14 range is just so bizarre how much more mature that they are, you know, how much more experienced yeah. they are just at life because of this access to information. Like I feel like I was wearing kids and a ribbon in my hair and like homemade dresses from my Nana at 12 and 13 years old. You know what I mean? Like tall fold over socks. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> I was wearing all black and jinkos by twelve, and some of those my daughter has now, <laughs> so it's cool to get to see those jinkos live on. She she got some some nods of approval, particularly the uh, teachers there who um, were alive for that mm-hmm, trend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely everything looks different—makeup, hair, clothing. I mean, as it does as time progresses, but um, definitely a drastic change within the last. Twenty years, really. It popped off in the two thousands. Yeah. It really did. The nineties were so conservative, and then it was like, blam! Hello,
0: baby gap shirts and low rise <laughs> jeans. You know, <laughs> I I do love that portion. I do. I you know, not being a uh, trapped in that sort of puritan. Uh... Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was a rebellious leap mm-hmm. that I can appreciate as. Full blown Yes, yes absolutely.
0: <laughs> Mercury is in retrograde, in case you guys didn't know. Um, and we are finding that out every step of the way through recording this episode. It started with Jamie's mic, and then my mic was connected to my headphones. And then we were, thought we were recording, and we weren't recording. And we're still going to put this episode together i hope that you enjoy it i hope that you can see past all these little problems because we are really excited to get this episode out to you um but just know we struggled the entire time to get this to you
1: Yeah, this has been a real labor of love, you guys. I think we've had this happen maybe once or twice before. And, you know, we could choose to scrap the episode and record another time and and all that. But we we don't like having to do that because oftentimes we record kind of blindly with each other. And our reactions to things are just so natural that it's hard to recreate that. So we're sticking with this one. We yes. hope you can hear us. Um, and we love you. <laughs> So, let's talk about scammers for just a minute.
0: These yes, grand rising yes, they messages are out Charlotte. there. They are in droves coming out. This takes place in a few different ways. They can come after personal accounts, they can come after business accounts. Now, for me, I do know for my business page there are a few scam pages or at least the ones that are still active. I try to report them. But I did have a tip for that and you can go into the you can go into Instagram if you click on their page at the dots in the top hand corner uh, if I mess any of this up I'll correct it in one of our stories later and then we'll pin it to our tips but you can choose to learn more about the account and this will tell you when the account was created, how many former usernames this person has had and the location now One of the scammer pages for me right now is based in Nigeria. If you've listened to any of our other episodes, you know that I am located on the sun here in Florida, not in Nigeria. So that's a way that you can double check and make sure, um, is this person who they say they are? Uh, For another thing, the one that I'm thinking of right now, their page is wrecked and it kills the Virgo in my chart to look at their page and what they've done to my content. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I literally said that last (laughs) night when I saw this one.
1: Yeah. Some some of them saying, yeah, it it can be painful to watch. And and I'm going to make the distinction here that there's, there's scammers that will try and message you and try and get you to pay for things that definitely aren't real. Um, and then there's the scammers who create a fake uh, profile that looks just like yours. And then they use those DMs to try to scam other people. So and, I, and there's more scams that happen. But I'd say those are the two main things to look out for. Um, and it is always something like, you know oh, I was drawn to you, you know, oh, I saw your picture and I have a message for you, or I had a dream about you. And they really try to play up to your feelings yeah. and uh, your triggers, <laughs> you know, because everyone wants answers, right? So just be aware and and do your research and make sure that you don't give anybody yes. any money that you don't know. <laughs> and um, and yeah report report scam pages for sure because that's just a pain in the butt when someone has gone to all this work right to
0: create a presence online and then someone just like you know mimics that it's very strange but this is not just a business page this is personal pages you know just be careful I have had people come into my inbox and ask me to screenshot something to them. And what they were going to do is use this as proof to get into my page. So just be you know, on the lookout for things like this, because I, I wasn't, I actually had to Google what this scam was about and how they were gonna accomplish it because my brain just couldn't make those connections. I, I have no idea what you're up to, but I know it's fucking sketchy. So <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. so anytime, you know, pay attention, use your intuition and don't give anybody money. And furthermore, if it is me directly, I don't do readings. Um, currently I, I'm not actively, you know, doing tarot readings or anything of the sort for other people. Maybe that'll change in the future, but right now it's just, it's, it's not something I have the time to dedicate to. So that won't be me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, just report anything you see because they really do pervert the, the essence of what it is that we do and we believe in, you know, by offering readings, by not being skilled readers, you know, it's all fake and it's just, it's just really gross.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I didn't realize is grand rising was a term within the spiritual community because I heard it first through multiple scammers, just sort of flooding my inbox. I was like grand rising. Apparently it means good morning. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly,
1: I didn't see it either. Um, For the longest time I had, I never saw anybody say that type that anything um, until I met like a couple of psychics, like actual psychics and they said it, but then I have definitely seen it with the scammers as well. So the scammers directly mimic the Mm -hmm. psychics because they know they can make the most money that way because it is sort of hard to prove that you're not who you say you are. <laughs> you, you know, when you're claiming to be able to to read people's energy and in, in minds or whatever. So
0: Yeah, they they studied uh the the way people speak and they they tried. The only downside to that is they only gave these scammers one script and <laughs> you can start to pick up on, you know, that's bullshit <laughs> after yeah. like two or three people are feeding you the same same lines over and over again
1: yeah it's pretty bizarre like I remember watching a documentary um, on the vice channel and this woman she's like a reporter a journalist or something she went to Jamaica and met a bunch of these Jamaican scammers and it was it was astounding like the list of phone numbers and names that they had that they they wouldn't say where they got them Um, and then the scripts, they have the same scripts. They use the same scripts on everybody and people still fall for it. (laughs) There's always going to be someone new that's going to fall for it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think about, you know, like the, the elderly or, or, you know, people, my parents age that are getting online and they're not, you know, as familiar with, you know, the way this works or how they can get scammed because it's a vast difference from when they were growing up because there's all new ways to completely, you know, be a shyster. There's all new ways.
1: Yeah. This actually reminds me of that show catfish too. I watch that sometimes. <laughs> it's So hilarious. What people actually bought into. Um, but that happens a lot too, you know, fake social media profiles and you know, you make a connection, you think it's a real person and then
0: it's not who they say they are. So the next topic that we were going to touch on was social media gurus, and I wanted to touch on this topic because, for one thing, witch talk is a massive beast, and as we stated earlier in the episode, which I hope that that audio is salvageable, who knows at this point, we're just, we're just giving it our best, um was that there is a lot of misinformation that is spread throughout Witch Talk or even Instagram. Now, while Witch Talk isn't bad in its entirety, and I actually love it, I love scrolling through there, I just wanted to let everybody know, uh, in case they didn't already, that not everything that gets put on there is the golden standard In fact, in my own practice, I don't think that there is a golden standard. I am a practitioner that relies heavily on intuition and just sort of feeling my way through it. Now, if that doesn't work for you, that's fine, but there are going to be better places to study whatever path or trajectory you're on other than TikTok. So. If somebody says this is the only way to perform a spell or this is the only way that you can use this or that, please take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, so from
1: what I remember about Witch Talk, it was, it could be really beautiful. Um, the content was often just so aesthetically pleasing, but there was a lot of content creators that were speaking their minds. And you have to remember that anyone that speaks their mind, it's just their opinion, right? It's not law. Um, and I think that is often overlooked on apps like TikTok, where there's just so much content coming at you so quickly all the time. And again, you want to learn, right? We all want to learn something new. So you have to be, you have to be careful. And yeah, they not everything you see on the internet is real. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, no. You know, I try to be real clear that, you know, I am not the master of all types of witchcraft. I'm just real proficient at what I do know. So that's what I've been sharing on there. And, you know, what I don't know, I can research and, you know, I can vet that source to the best of my ability. And that's, that's another thing that, that has to be done. Vet your sources, you know, okay, there is this creator, but where are they getting their information from? Exactly. You know, what are they using to gather this information? For me, it's a mixture of books because I have way too many books. Um, which I'm not complaining about. I love that. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> but it's a mixture of that and just, you know, how I practice. So my practice may not work for you. So I, when I go on there, I am sharing my own tips. This is not law, this is not dogma. I just I just want to share with you what works for me and, you know, things that I've created. And you can give this a try, but you certainly don't have to. And it's certainly not the only way to do something. Yeah. And you made me think
1: of something just now. And it's that I remember there being a lot of misinformation around like dates of things. So like planetary aspects, you know, retrogrades, um, even the moon sabbats, different holidays and things, there was often people would would put the wrong date or the wrong time frame or just the wrong information in general, something to do with astrology. There was always misinformation when it came to astrology. So even outside of like creating spells or your, your practice, the actual information that people are sharing sometimes is not correct either. Um, I had that happen one time. I actually went to make a TikTok and the dates I had in my TikTok, I had pulled from someone else's TikTok and they weren't correct. So I had to redo it.
0: Yeah, you definitely want to be sourcing it from credible sources, you know, and, you know, if it comes down to reading, you need to check where they got their information from. I know it's a lot of research, but you really do have to vet where you're getting it from. When it comes to astrology, one of the reasons I don't include dates is they're specific to your location, for one. So maybe it was correct for this particular person, but it won't be, you know, if you're on the other side of the globe, you know, that moon's not going to show up at the same time. It's going to be different. So I don't want to, I don't like to include those specifics. If it's like a Mercury retrograde or something, or it's a date range, I will include it in there but know that it's, it's a range for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. So, you know, following these, these witchy content creators, you know, can be really inspiring, honestly. You know, it it can be a great way to to learn as long as you're self-aware and you're doing your research, but it can also be really fun just to look at the different aesthetics. You know, it can help you design your space in a different way. can inspire a new wardrobe. Um, it can even just inspire learning about a new topic, you know? So it, it has its place for sure. Again, just discernment is so key here. Yes. Yes.
0: You know, and there's nothing wrong with trying something out. If it's a cool idea and you have the materials or you just want to try it, there's, there's, Typically, no harm in, in giving something a shot. Um, but it, it's just, this is more of a reminder, don't take something for law, particularly when it comes to these spaces and these content creators and myself included. I have included typos in a numerous amount of posts, which people so graciously let me know, some nicer than others, but... <laughs> And I'm like, crap, now how far is that going to go? I'm just going to live in infamy. Shit. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, always double check your work for sure. We've both learned that the hard way.
0: Uh, you know, I, maybe not even, yes, I would like to double check my work. I really try to. I am a pretty meticulous person, but sometimes shit happens. Mistakes will be made. So it's more or less, you can double check it. Go to websites that you know to be credible. That is one way to sort of double check. Another way is through books and reading and practice, which is the most important, to see what works for you. Because nobody is law. It is just just different ways of doing things and different ways of going about it. So as you can see, social media is definitely here to stay.
1: It's not going anywhere and it can be really helpful with the right intentions and enough awareness. So just, you know, use discernment, enjoy the platforms, do your thing and just remember to be yourself. You know, it is okay to step away sometimes when you need to do that. Um, We've both done that before at this point and it can be really healthy. So so just keep that in mind and, and just be yourself online, be yourself, be your unique self. Don't compare yourself to others. Um, there's always gonna be someone that's doing something differently than you, but that's what makes them unique. What you do, who you are is your gift to the world.
0: Yes, absolutely. We got inspired to do this episode, you know, when we were taking breaks from social media and contemplating the effect that that had on our spirituality. So we wanted to take the time to do this episode and and talk about all the aspects, you know, that we could think of um, in regards to social media and spirituality. You know, we wanted to cover, you know, personal use, our own personal use, your personal use, Uh, We wanted to cover scammers and we wanted to cover sourcing your data for, for learning, you know, witchcraft or spirituality just in general, you know, wanted to, you know, make an episode and we have struggled through this entire episode and I have no idea what this completed episode is going to sound like. I will do my best in the editing process, but I'm gonna go ahead and apologize again uh, for the audio issues. We have tried our very best to get this episode to you, and we really hope that you enjoyed it. So until next time, blessed be. Peace out.